Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, this is going to be a super quick New Year's Eve podcast uh, just because we heard from Carl Durrell today, and I figured that we should pass that info along. Um, first, though, as always, uh, we got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor of this podcast, Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, Green Mountain Dental is the place to go for all of your dental needs. They're conveniently located just 10 minutes away. No, wait. It's 15 minutes away from downtown Denver in Lakewood. Um, they do great work. The reviews are incredible. You can look at them yourself. Um, we've also heard from a bunch of DMVR listeners that they do great work. And people who work at DMVR have said the same thing. There's really no better place to go. Uh, it's a family-owned business. Um, so many reasons to support them um, and also entrust them with your uh, teeth. So... Get out there, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great deal, so make sure you take advantage. All right, um, I think this might be like a, a really short podcast, but we're going to go through what we learned from Carl Durrell today. Um, should say, I he was in a great mood. I Most most people are, I think, around this time of year. I was talkative, had a lot to say. Um, had a whole bunch of Christmas talk. Um, he really likes The Grinch, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, Home Alone. He likes the first Home Alone. Those are the best Christmas movies in his mind. Um, let's just let's see. Where is all this Christmas stuff? What else do we learn about Christmas? Oh, I guess some of it wasn't even Christmas. He does like Die Hard. Or no, 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 no. No, actually, we did learn that too, though. I was thinking of The Godfather. He likes The Godfather. All of them. Uh, I believe his wife does not. Um, the more I say all this stuff, it really feels like a waste of everybody's time to be repeating it. Um, but yeah, now that we're committed, uh, he did say, I think he said Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but it isn't up there with The Grinch, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or Home Alone. Um, was that, if that wasn't all of the nonsense, then we're cutting out the rest of the nonsense, and that's probably the good call, the correct decision anyway. Um, today essentially was the Tuesday practice for the buffs. Um, he says that considering it's supposed to be the Tuesday practice, just in terms of the amount of practice time they have left or left, uh, he feels like, um, they're ahead of schedule. Obviously they're implementing everything they need to implement before, uh, the game against Texas, the Alamo bowl. Um, and it's, it's good to hear that most of that information is already known now i guess have i was trying to figure out what 
it's been taught to the team, so now it is known. I'm not really sure. Um, but they're in full pads today, normal rhythm. He said the attitude is great, and he feels like they've got a good start uh, heading into this week, so that's all good stuff to hear. Um, in terms of COVID, uh, he did say that there were a few positives over the weekend. It's not going to be something that's going to keep them from playing, he doesn't think. Um, and uh, he, he says that overall they're still just in a, in a pretty good space. Um, and it's really nice to know that it's all almost over. Not not COVID. I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, there's a good chance that the COVID is all almost over with the vaccine and all that kind of stuff. I'm not really sure. I, this isn't a podcast for that, and I would not be the person to host that podcast anyway. Uh, so back to this. He does say, like, I, he said, I'd like to exhale. Yeah, I, I would bet after getting these test results every single day, just waiting for your whole program to be. Yeah, yeah. I he is excited for that not to be a part of his life. Um, bowl week. Um, it was a good question. I think it was from Adam. You know, usually before the bowl game, there's a whole bunch of fun stuff going on. Everybody's having a great time. Well, fun isn't allowed anymore. Um, and so it hasn't been as fun, Carl said, um, with all the restrictions in place. And he said, like, you know, even from the start, we knew Boulder County had a microscope on us. Uh, we can only do the workouts with one or two players, all that kind of stuff. We're still in red level. We haven't had enough team time to do anything fun um, together. Um, but... He did say the positive is that we're about to leave the state um, and we have some fun things to do down in Texas. Um, and so that's good to hear that they're going to enjoy their time. I'm pretty sure we heard um, what the gifts were. Um, could the, 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 you get like the gift bag from the bowl. I think the, the sponsor of the bowl gives them out. Um, the This year's didn't seem all that exciting for the Alamo Bowl. Well, actually, I mean, that that isn't fair. I mean, the the NCAA is um, it allows the bowls to give players gifts that are worth up to five hundred fifty dollars, um, and I still can't find this tweet that had all of the bowl gifts. Um, but I do remember that part of it, part of the package, and the bulk of the package is a five hundred and fifteen dollar Amazon gift card. For the life of me, I can't remember what the other $35 worth of gifts were. Um, well, maybe I'll try to find that tweet. I can say that um, the I, I searched like the Alamo Bowl gift, and the first tweet that popped up was Adam Munster Tiger uh, tweeting out the gifts, but from the 2016 Alamo Bowl, the last Alamo Bowl, the one that I've been told very specifically I'm not allowed to talk about, um, but, uh, he said then that they got an Apple watch Nike plus, um, $110 Best Buy gift card, my charge hub plus portable charger, a team panoramic photo. I do think, oh, and, and a mini helmet. And now that that has popped up and I just read the tweet, the team panoramic photo and the mini helmet are the two things that come with the $515 gift card. You know, honestly, if it was me, um, especially like the college version of me, just the gift card would probably be the the route I would want to go. Cause that's always the thing about gift cards is that if, if I were thinking I want to get my sister this sweatshirt from this place, why wouldn't I just get her the gift card for that amount? And then if she saw something she liked better then boom, it's even better. You know, that's the gift cards really should have fixed the whole 
Uh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to go down this. Although I guess it is kind of topical since it's Christmas. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, so those are the gifts. Um, let's move along. Um, oh, here was an interesting question. I think I think Carl was asked. Um, so do do you feel like this year? You, you were comfortable coming back to college football. Like it was kind of like that riding a bike thing, coaching college football again after being away from it for so long. Um, and he kind of took it a little bit different route. Um, and he did say like, you know, I, I do feel comfortable, but, but he got into detail with some of the things that were tougher for him. And he said the biggest struggle um, is that the coaches have to reel him in um, because he has such high expectations coming from the NFL. Like during practice, for example, he, he talked about, you know, no balls on the ground, no dropped passes. And like the coaches, he says, just have to come up to him sometimes and say, like, remember, these are college kids. Young players make mistakes. And that's just something you have to accept. And he did say that that was a challenge for him. And that is an interesting point. And it's definitely something I think Buffs fans should like to hear is that he just has those high expectations coming from the NFL. And and I know that, like, he says people are pulling back and that kind of stuff. But the first time he says drop that or don't drop that ball, don't drop that – I mean, that message still gets across. The, the, the high standards are very obvious. Um, and I don't know. I, I thought that that was a really interesting um, point that he made. Um, and, and he did talk a lot about just how important it is um, to, to help – make these young players just better on the football field, but also better people. You know, he said like the biggest enjoyment is seeing where they start out and where they end up. Um, and, and he spoke a lot about that concept and that being like the reason he really likes playing college or coaching college football. And he said like college football has been the most impactful part um, for him. Um, you know, the, like I said, seeing boys become young men, um, being able to impact young people. And he said, you know, the NFL is a business. Everything's financially based. Everybody's there for whatever reason, but it's mostly the reason is money. Um, and this really is the most impactful level, he said. Um, and he really enjoys that part. Uh, I thought that that was some interesting stuff um, because it, it does seem like it would be a challenge going from being in NFL practices every day to going to a college football practice and seeing what's going on in front of you and just being like, what is this? This is not what I'm accustomed to. And yeah. So interesting point there. Um, let's see. Is the rest of this about the bowl game? Um, Oh, one more note from the Godfather. He said that he likes the first one because there's the, the transition of, he it is interesting here like football coaches talking about what's going on and i think the line was see somebody transition into becoming a significant person you know that's such like a football coach way to say you know it's growing into becoming a man like fitting finding your role in the family business whatever you want to call it but transition into becoming a significant person like that really does just boil it down um again his wife cannot stand them it's the note that I had written down. Um, well, I guess let's just keep going in order. I was going to try to group these in a way that makes more sense. We're not going to do things that make sense. Um, instead, he said it's important to play well against a program that's year in and year out, a top 20 program. You know, we've heard him say that top 20 thing. 
which stands out because top 25 is like the rankings. And so for him to say top 20, he he really feels their top 20 program year in and out. Um, he said it'd be a feather in everyone's cap to get a win after a, like it, it, after all the work they put in this season. Um, he says that it, it gets everybody excited about 2021 or a win would. Um, it means a lot to the Texas kids. Um, also, he mentioned again that it's going to be nice having a crowd, even if it isn't like a full house. I think they said they're selling 11,000 tickets, which means that there's uh, probably another... I think he said something like 18,000 total or something to 18,000, like 13 to 18, something like that, because they're all the sponsors that get their tickets and those aren't technically for sale. Um, so we'll see what the number of people there is, but still probably under 20,000. And um, he said, you know, we had immediate family at the UCLA game, um, but this is where we get to have like kind of a real crowd. And he knows it's not going to be a real crowd, but he did say to me, it's going to look like a sellout. So, yeah, um, in terms of the linebackers with Nate Lamon out, it's still going to be Quinn Perry, John Van Deest, um, and Marvin Ham likely rotating in next to Akil Jones. Um, he said, you know, I still plan, still going to rotate. They all know both positions. They know the money. They know the mic. Um, they have a little skip in their step. They're going to play, and they're really excited that they're going to play. Um, so, I guess that's good news. Uh, no more opt-outs, still just Keith Miller and Ashad Clayton. Um, he said he hasn't spoken with either of them or, like, anybody else who's miss missing this game for whatever reason. He's just kind of focused on winning this game, and then they're going to figure out what's going on everywhere else, um, which is, again, the, the right approach. Um, always asked about Ch Chance Lytle. Uh, didn't really get much of a medical update there, but he did say that, um, he really likes what he's seen from Chance, and he thinks that Chance has found out a lot about himself as a football player. Um, that he said he loves the game and he's good at it. Um, he just needs to recover and keep getting better. And he did say, you know, he could be a next level guy. Um, Jarek is a finalist for the, I think it's the Mayo Clinic National Comeback Player of the Year. Um, the the first part is the question. The National Player of the Year part is the part that's for for. Sure. Ugh, words today. Um, but yeah, Jarek, I think it's sponsored by the Mayo Clinic. Um, Carl said that in March there were questions about whether Jarek would be healthy enough to play this fall um, and that he, he really wasn't somebody they were thinking about. Um, the running back room was kind of like Alex Fontenot and the guys who played last year. Um, but then in camp... Even when they weren't sure if he was going to be able to play, uh, he was the best player in the position group. And Carl, I mean, he said all this in a lot more words. I uh, said that he's come a long way. Um, just a couple more new details there that we didn't know if he'd be able to play, that they really weren't thinking about him, although that, that part really isn't a surprise. Um, all right, a couple more notes here. Um, before we do those, should give a shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. They make so much of what we do possible. Um, they make really great beers as well, and that probably means more to you guys. Um, I know I've got – what do I have? I have a bunch of Avalanche Amber Ales that I'm excited about. Um, it isn't It isn't like the most festive beer. Actually, I, I think I do have – I do have some Holladale in there. Um, and then there's the – 
Christmas ale as well. Now's the time to be drinking all of their Christmas beers, I guess. And I probably should have picked up some of those instead now that I think of it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And you really can't go wrong with any of these beers. Uh, as long as you're picking Brackeridge, you're going to be picking right. Um, yeah, uh, they do great work. You can go ice skating or tubing down at their campus down uh, in Littleton. Um outdoor dining and all that kind of stuff and obviously outdoor drinking too um yeah support them they're good people and they do make it possible for a lot of what i do um to happen also um msu denver online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs, and some of our very own staff members at DMVR have taken MSU Denver online classes. If you're looking to change career fields or just advance yourself in your current career field, um, going back to school is a great way to do that, and right now there really aren't many places better than MSU Denver Online because so many places are online right now. Uh, trust the school that has spent uh, years getting into this field and knows what it's doing. Um, you really can't go wrong with MSU Denver Online. If you want more information, you can go to msudenver.com slash online. Um, they'll tell you all about the 40 plus online and hybrid programs. They'll get you a degree, uh, the 700 plus classes you might take on your way to that degree. Uh, it's really good stuff and you should check it out again. That's msudenver.com slash online. All right. Um, couple more notes here. Uh, he talked about Sam Ellinger a little bit. Um, say he's dynamic. Uh, he's a really good football player. Um, he's a big athlete. He's strong. He's a good runner. He's their leading rusher. Um, and he's also become a very efficient passer. And he said, uh, Carl says that this is kind of the biggest change that he's seen in Sam is that growth. Um, his ability to extend plays, make reads. And he says at this point, the stats just speak for themselves. Um, he has been very productive this year. He's been one of the better quarterbacks in the country. And, uh, He's, he's playing like a three- or four-year starter, which is what he is. Um, so that's the challenge. Um, and then on Sam Neuer, the other Sam playing quarterback in this game, he says that the difference at this point is just the experience. Um, Neuer has a lot more on the table um, right now. Um, there's a lot more potential for growth for him in this game, you know, because if he does show up, um, according to Sam, you know, it, it's going to be big for him and, and it would be good to play. Well, he, he, Carl says it'd be good to energize him, um, for next year and for the off season. And that's kind of what he thinks is on the line here. Um, in terms of recruiting in Texas, uh, Carl says like they've always had great players from Texas. Even when he was there before, he named a bunch of them from when he was uh, at Colorado the first time. Alfred Williams was one of them. There were a bunch of them. Um, and he said, you know, it's been a good pipeline for us for a long time, and we want to make sure um, that we keep that pipeline running. Um, he was also asked whether Texas has much of an advantage because they've gotten to play a more full season. Um, they've played about three more games. Um, and, and Carl says yes and no. And he wanted to point out that because of COVID and because of how that's affected most programs, just because the team has played, I think, eight games, nine games, something like that, um, it, it doesn't mean that every player has played every one of those games. 
And I, I haven't dug too deep into Texas. I actually spent the morning watching the Texas Oklahoma State game that went to overtime. Went to a bunch of overtimes. It was a great game. Um, but I haven't really dug all that deep in. But I'd be curious to see how many guys actually played in all those games. Uh, I haven't like looked at Texas's COVID outbreaks, that kind of stuff. Um, but he does say that it is a big challenge, and he hopes the team steps up. Uh, and I believe we're going to hear from him again on Sunday. I think Sunday afternoon. Um, and, and then we'll hear from him again after the game on Tuesday. So that's kind of the plan. Uh, that's all I've got for today. We will be back talking shortly. I don't have an exact plan yet, but it, it'll be soon. Um, thanks as always for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. I think they like my Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act, and when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad, holly get a bus with my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, man I swear I think they like my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway,